This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. Follow, follow the sun And which way the wind blows When this day is done Set your intentions, dream with care. Tomorrow's a new day for everyone. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. A brand new moon, a brand new sun. Oh my goodness, here we are, possibilities. We are exploring the possibilities of life, liberty, and the attainment of happiness here. It's Thomas Artavani with uh, Suzanne Toro, and we're exploring the we're exploring one of the most important things that we can actually take a look at. It's how we're going to explore the possibilities of our moment-to-moment existence. How do we get the most out of our out of our day-to-day triviality? and how to, how to make the most out of that, and not look at it as a triviality, but look at it as an opportunity. And uh, Suzanne, Suzanne uh, how are you viewing possibilities? Well, when you're talking about triviality, I think of mundane, like how to get the possibility out of the mundane. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, like, like life is not mundane. Life is an opportunity at its best. Right. But a lot of us get out of bed and we enter into our routines and they become routine and life can feel meaningless at times. We lose our purpose for being here in this place and time and uh, the uniqueness, the magic of life can slip away and we can we can miss the point. Of the Absolutely, like a small child they greet each day as a new exciting adventure in their mind, almost like uh, some of our pets do that too. They they reset and reboot. Children and pets. <laughs> well, like children and pets. Well, the problem is we become adults and we and we, <laughs> and we lose we lose that magic. And, and so exploring the possibilities is uh, finding that magic elixir of life. And and how do we maintain a purpose? I would say. Absolutely, and I, I think the juice within discovering the possibility from a moment-to-moment basis, as you just stated, is really powerful because we can get really distracted by other things that keep us from seeing what is possible in a moment, or even to examine something thoroughly with without letting these things that might drain our energy or pull us down or keep us from the scene truly what we can access in any given moment. Well, we need to understand what those obstructions are. Why do we become uh, more obtuse or more buffered from 
from our moment-to-moment existence, sort of robbing us of opportunity. Or where is the opportunity? Where does opportunity exist? And that's what we're going to talk about here uh, and, and hopefully shed some light on how you can get the most out of uh, your moment-to-moment existence, regardless of what you're up to, regardless of even if you're doing the dishes or you're, you know, you're cleaning your bathroom or you're washing your car or you're going to pick up your kids from school or you're um, you know, coming home from work and uh, wanting to even get the most out of just coming home and relaxing and, and seeing the new things maybe life has brought you. Being able to see those opportunities, being able to see into the moment, and uh, not just take it for granted. Oh, absolutely. And what are what are some of the things that you do to remind yourself of that? It, it's like well, the Zen approach is meeting everything with a fresh pair of eyes, or the beginner's mind was a an allegory or a metaphor that's used by Zen masters often. How can you be here for the first time again? Well, it's not so much being here. It's not me being. First time again, it, it's it's more it's more. What are the obstructions to me being here? What are what are my obstructions? Okay, well so that's I'm a great gonna, place to start. So what are your obstructions? Well, I know what well, my obstructions are are my preconceptions, the things that I already think that are in place. And when I uh, have too many things that I know, uh, it becomes more difficult for me to discover what is to add to what it is that I know. <laughs> So not taking not taking things for granted and not getting too stuck in what I love and not getting too stuck and prejudiced in what I don't like. And so it's these likes and these dislikes that sort of lock me into a box. The innate bias that we all have. Well, the, well yeah, you know, I know the innate biases that I have. And if I go into a situation... Uh, having a sense that I already know what I'm going to see, I don't allow myself to be surprised, or I don't allow myself to look into the nuances or the subtleties of what may be happening in any given moment. So, how do you keep your mind open, Thomas? How do I keep my mind open? Yeah. Well, at this stage of the game, it's a choice for me. and, and understanding that my freedom lay in what the opportunities life is giving me right here, right now. So the pursuit of freedom, the pursuit, the attainment of realizing one's potential, uh, and understanding that within that, the possibilities lay. Uh, and we have to have enough courage to step into a fresh place to see what life has to offer. And can you give an example of maybe where you've done that recently, or maybe you've witnessed someone that you've worked with, or where they can begin to access? I could give an example, then maybe you could give an example. No? <laughs> well, sure, sure. I mean, any example where, like, if the audience finds themselves in a given set of circumstances. And for whatever reason, they found themselves into a place where they're listening to us right now. And they may be doing a whole lot of other things. We may be passively on in the background, ambient noise added to their world of other noises and other things that they feel are more of a priority to what's actually happening with us right here, right now. And if an individual really wants to get the most out of 
what could be happening in the space, they may shift their attention in such a way to become more aware of where they are in time and space. And if they do that and we're on in the background, we become not background any longer, we become a, 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 another primary fixture in their experience of the moment that they are at. And that's where life begins to open up, because now it's just not the one thing that we're doing. Now we're open to many things that are going on in an equal way. And if we can become open to all the things that are happening around us in a similar fashion, our awareness can take in, our sensory awareness can take in just where we are right here, right now, then many things become possible. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. We're here and we're recording this little show. And I can just be fixated on maybe the next thing I'm going to say. And if I get locked in on that one thing, if I get locked in the idea of doing it right, if I get locked into the idea of not being enough, I'm going to close myself off to, like, the dog uh, licking himself. <laughs> and the sort of uh, harsh light that's above me. And, you know, the, the hum of the computer uh, won't be evident. And... Uh, even the sense that I'm right here in my own body, right here, right now, enjoying my space within my body in relation to the world around me. When I become that type of aware, uh, the possibilities of what could happen open up to me. But if I stay open to the possibilities of what the, what the environment is offering me, I am available to discover what is here for me, right here, right now. Absolutely. And would you say from, for people in the everyday world out there listening uh, that they could sometimes throw up little barriers, meaning that they have an attachment, like maybe they're offered to do something a certain way, but because of those innate biases, they stop it. Yet, if they had just accepted what was offered to them, because maybe they wanted someone to offer them something, and went through that process with whatever was offered, they might ex access more things than they could ever imagine. But because of preconceived idea or uh, innate bias that they didn't want to go to that restaurant or they didn't want to go to that movie or they didn't want to go to that meeting with that person at work, they cut themselves off from an opportunity, a possibility, uh, an experience. How often do you feel like this is innately happening to us on a subconscious and a conscious level, daily? Well, for some people, the, it's, it's, it's a continuation. It depends on person's level of being. It depends on you know, how much rest they have. It depends on how much well-being they, they contain. Uh, are they you know, balanced and healthy in their life? Do they have an addiction that's dragging them down? Do they have... Something that may have happened to them in their past that keeps cycling or cycling around, keeping keeping themselves uh, sort of stuck in this drained, miserable sort of moment-to-moment -moment existence. And in that case, you know, the, the past uh, is is drowning them, or even the expectation of a future event 
could be robbing them of what's actually happening in this particular moment. So we have to not take everybody as the same. Uh, people are different relative to their integrity, their uh, daily practice, their discipline. And uh, typically what happens is the more disciplined individual has the possibilities of being free. Discipline and freedom aren't necessarily related to each other, but they're absolutely uh, necessary to understand how to realize one's possibilities or reach one's potential. So there is a practice, there is a discipline to having the energy to redirect one's attention to a place that allows one to feel good. And yeah. so it's just not a, not a generality because we, we all come, we may all start from the same place. But what happens to us after that will determine uh, uh, how much obfuscation uh, enters into the smoke screen of life, uh, buffering us from what's best in it. And so when we learn to peel away the layers and become more and more present, closer and closer to the moment and closer and closer to the objective reality of where uh, we're existing, the truth begins to surface. And as the truth begins to surface, the past becomes minimalized. Expectations become minimalized. Requirements from the outside world uh, become uh, less of an obstruction. And we're able to see what is. And it's in seeing what is that we start to have fun. We start to discover things. You know, for a lot of artists, uh, a lot of the practice for the great artist is he'll put himself in his studio and he may not have any idea what the hell he's going to do. He has no idea where the inspiration is going to come from. And out of, out of the boredom comes the creative spark, because it's our innate uh, natures as human beings to do things. It's our innate nature to create things. It's our innate nature to engage with each other. It's in our innate nature that if we don't have each other, we have this wonderful thing called an imagination. And then we have this other wonderful thing called inner presence. And if we're able to line up our inner our imaginations with our bodies, we're able to uh, take the journey that the imagination is presenting to us. So uh, the mind will go somewhere to do something. And you know, they say, uh, you know, an idle mind is fertile ground for the devil, or whatever that saying is. But uh, it's because... No matter what, we're going to do something, whether it's good for us or bad for us, or good for somebody else or bad for somebody else. Our attentions will go somewhere, and we will do something. So, the more evolved individual will conscientiously place his attention somewhere, which will allow this machine, this creative machine that all of us are, to get moving. So, an artist in the studio has his equipment and he has his stuff and. He has himself and he has his experience, and he waits patiently, having faith that his innate human nature will start to, like a big locomotive getting going, will start to generate opportunity, and before you know it, there's an insight, and before you know it, there's a new discovery made, uh, and before you know it, there's a, you know, there's a fresh lyric on the, on the page, and then there's a fresh note 
on the instrument, and then there's this combination of note and instrument, and before you know it, you have a little melody, and then you have a little song, and then you have a form that starts to emerge based on how they're feeling, and then all of a sudden, things start to happen. And all of a sudden, there's something there that wasn't there before. And that's the beauty of the creative process. That's the creative, creative possibility of a disciplined artist sitting in a space with all his tools available to him, all his humanity available to him, waiting for what they may call divine inspiration. And the more experienced an artist is, the more they have faith in that process. The easier it is for them to just to go to work. But for a lot of us, we don't have artistic existences. We don't have the responsibility of putting out creative material that entertains people. Well, everything's creative energy, though. Everything that we do is creative energy. So, let's start with the mind. <laughs> well, everything we do is creative energy, but it's not conscientiously created. It's accidentally discovered. Occasionally, it happens. So, the idea to realize one's potential is to conscientiously direct one's attention in such a way that generates uh, an opportunity, but not by accident, but on purpose. And that's what defines a, an amateur from a professional. A professional knows that, so they can be paid to do something that will almost guarantee a certain type of result on a particular level. An amateur uh, may be distracted um, may start and stop and start and stop and start and stop and then accidentally like creates an opening so he's able to stay at it long enough, get a result, and then he gets a result, he doesn't necessarily know how he got there, so his ability to recreate that result, uh, uh, the odds of doing that are, are, not as, are not as much. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. So we can apply that to anything that we're doing, whether it's our studies, whether we're college, whether in high school, whether in junior high, to develop that ability and that faith to sit with ourselves without beating ourselves up and giving ourselves a suggestion, putting our attention somewhere, trusting that by just having our attention somewhere, the mind will begin to create. And that's beautiful when we get to that point. So if we bring it back to the mind and... and really accessing what's possible every day because not everyone is a performing artist or a writer or a singer or a musician or any of those things. Well, like you said, everybody's creating. Co correct. So let's bring it to a very, like, you mentioned the dishes. So you get this opportunity. When I take people on retreat, I light candles around the sink. I put uh, essential oils in the water. I welcome everyone to meet that sink as a, a wonderful meditative process that they can have a ritual with the end of the meal, closing out the meal, clearing the kitchen, bringing it back to its neutral place for the next meal. Um, and so a different dance happens, it has some music going on. So if you bring it to just any task that we might re meet every single day, but it could actually nourish us if you knew, wow, every night I walk into the kitchen and the lights are dimmed, I have candles, I have music, I wash dishes and I get to spend this time with my hands in warm water that feels really good. It's a different experience than going in and having blaring lights and dirty dishes and feeling overwhelmed, right? 
That sounds great. Sounds like when you do the dishes, you're you're rebalancing, recalibrating yourself, putting yourself in a good place. So when you're done with the dishes, you'll be actually in a better place to discover another opportunity for yourself. Right? You're leaving the dishes, having cleared your mind, cleansed your soul, and all of a sudden, the next thing to do naturally presents itself. Right. Whether it's being triggered by the environment or whether it's being triggered by a bodily need, uh, you have the ability to pay attention to that and, and take care of what needs to be taken care of. And we would say that, that that's a good choice. In other words, that choice is coming to you from the objective reality of the space that you're existing in. The converse of that would be to act from a place of fear, let's say, or act from a place of worry, or act from a place to that uh, act from a place that's not actually occurring in your in your immediate environment, and that would obstruct the well-being. That would create uh, uh, an environment where the fear is being projected into it, which is an illusion. And then now you're mixing this illusion with your objective reality, and now you're looking through sort of a smoke screen of what isn't. So the choice is not, uh, it's not as good, because it's not based in reality. A lot of people have different definitions for what reality is, but in this case, trying to align it with objective truth, what the senses are picking up within within its ability space. to perceive physical space as is. Projected imagination or fear is projected into that space, so now it becomes like a, a screen that we're looking through that can inform and create uncertainty and create uh, choices that aren't necessarily going to move us along in the best way possible. So let's talk about fear, doubt, uncertainty, said then I just was imagining for a moment someone walking into the kitchen. I'm going to go back there. And they see all the dishes and they feel overwhelmed. They feel uncertain that they can't even complete that task. Um, how, how do you recommend that someone move from their doubt, their fear, their uncertainty to that present moment and access a different experience that's more beneficial to their well-being in that moment. Well, most of us are operating on necessity. So necessity is the great motivator. Uh, necessity is the thing that gets us out of bed to go to work because we realize if we don't go to work, then our ability to keep a roof over our head or feed ourselves or take care of our children or uh, take care of your car or take care of the, the necessities uh, uh, if those things don't get taken care of, then we suffer consequences of not getting out of bed, getting to work on time, uh, or searching for work, or educating ourselves for better work, or uh, seeing what the environment actually has to offer us that may allow us to create a better living. So it's <laughs> the necessity will drive most people's choices. What we don't want to do is be burdened by necessity. We want to take necessity as an opportunity to evolve. 
within our necessity. Like if our necessity says we got to do that, then what we want to do is figure out how to uh, snap into a high gear, snap into a higher state of consciousness so that when we go about our business, we are effective in the choices that we make so that uh, we can give ourselves the greatest opportunity to survive on the highest levels and realize our potential within that day, within that week. And if we put together a series of days where we're realizing our potential, then we're improving our future and we're encouraging those habits that uh, perpetuate more lucrative, uh, happier, healthier uh, existence. We're, we're encouraging that. We're conscientiously understanding how to go about creating that on purpose. And so as we elevate our state of being and build upon that per, per day, would you say from your experience, Thomas, that... Um, there are more things available like it it does there's a sum accumulation of effort similar to a professional athlete they go to do their workouts every single day they're in training they're eating well and there's a sum accumulation for their effort be it their next race or their next competition in everyday life we can have the same experience correct that would be a choice right all of these things begin with the simplest things and so it's quality of pursuit. It's the understanding of where one is existing ultimately so somebody can make good choices that actually pertain to their ability to elevate their levels of being uh, uh, through right choice. And how people evolve is through making a series of right choices. And how would someone define right choice for them? Because it's going to be different from person to person. Not necessarily. It's fundamentals. Healthy mind, body, spirit. That, that, those are general. Uh, healthy environment. Healthy, uh, healthy coexistences with one's neighbors. Uh, healthy perception of the world around oneself. Uh, those are all constants. So anything that's making the environment conducive to challenging oneself to remain steadfast in the face of difficulty uh, allows them to evolve. I think what would be awesome uh, is that our next segment we do on maybe some of those base fundamentals of, of that can bring them into well-being and the possibility. Now let's dive into a little ice this cream. Is Suzanne, this is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artovani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice. This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artovani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators.
This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Hardavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. Follow, follow the sun, and which way the wind blows when this day is done. Set your intentions, dream with care. Tomorrow's a new day for everyone. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. A brand new moon, a brand new sun. We're diving back in with Dina Armadrill from Long Beach Creamery. And we left off with beer stout floats. And now let's see what's possible as we continue the conversation with Thomas and Dina. Yeah, that share, would be good. Share a little bit about how Long Beach is an interesting food culture where there's a lot of artisan foods mm-hmm. where, I don't know, from your, I'd love to hear from your perspective because you're using locally grown food to make the ice cream. Yeah, yeah. and we, we um, collaborate with a lot of other local food makers. So, like, uh, Black Green Coffee, who roasts their own coffee. It's a, she's a female roaster up in North Long Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. We use their coffee for all anything we need for coffee. What's the name of the coffee? Black Ring Coffee. Is it, like, for coffee drinking? Yeah. It, that's the name Black of her, Ring Coffee. That's the name of her business, Black Ring Coffee. And you put that in which ice cream that you have over there at the store at 4141 Avenue? It's called uh, Black Ring Coffee Ice Cream. We also make mud pie with it. We use uh, her mud, coffee to make our dark, rich mud chocolates. Mud pie, black ring coffee. Uh, <laughs> wow. You're going to have to tell me. Mud pie is delicious. Oh, my God. I used God. to make a it's mud so pie. Wow. Do you put cake in there or just use the chocolate? And No, we, it's the coffee ice cream with a thick chocolate fudge yeah. and a chocolate cookie. Ooh, wow. Yum. Yeah, it's a popular and, one. What's the, what's the name of that one? Mud pie. Mud pie. Just mud pie, and you got all that cookie stuff in there. and Cookie and coffee and chocolate. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. I guess some of it doesn't have milk in it, right? Those are the vegan ones, yeah. Those are the vegan we, ones. With but, the coconut base. But I guess, how important is it to... And a sorbet, too. Like, do you have your own cow ba- out back where you get the milk from, or what? No, we get all our dairy, though, from... Um, uh, Strauss Dairies up in Marin County. Is it pasteurized or is it all whole? It's all pasteurized. Yeah, yeah. But can you tell the quality of it? Yeah, this is, they have the, pretty much the top quality. These cows live on better land than we live. They're looking at the ocean in Marin County. Oh, jeez. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost looking <laughs> at the eating, ocean. And they're eating yeah. grass, you know, beautiful grass-fed cows. And um, we chose Strauss because they go above and beyond with all their environmental stuff. They, all their cow crap, excuse me. Yeah. But it's in a big methane digester. And they power their whole plant with that. Cow- oh, they're very eco-friendly. They're yeah. very eco-friendly and uh, sustainable. I guess they're more and of a sustainable it's all operation. Yeah, it's beautiful cream. Beautiful. They use, everything they use is top-notch. It's funny. Yeah. I, lo- I love. I love the fact that even Chef Paul that came in and said you used all the local uh, people, the seasonal, the seasonal fruits and vegetables. I guess you're doing the same thing. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and so there's some stuff that we we use that we can't find locally. Like you're not going to find locally made or grown chocolate or vanilla. Those things yeah. have to be imported. How um, many gallons of ice cream do you sell a day on a good day? Jeez, that's a good question. Because <laughs> like we think about gallons? it in scoops. Yeah, but, but we have like uh, it must be like something must, weird and big. 
And it's probably not as big as you would think. It's not as big as I would think. Probably maybe 30 gallons a day. 30 gallons of ice cream a day. Yeah, at the two shops. Because we sell it by the scoop mostly and yeah. by the pint. So right. the smaller amounts so that it becomes affordable. Right. Because it, it, to us, the price for everything that we're purchasing because it's organic or local, it's very high. So I don't want to scare people too much. <laughs> oh, you're not going to scare anybody. Just yeah. say a couple more names and you'll have a crowd. <laughs> well, what's some more? What's some more names of ice cream? Most names of the ice cream? Oh, um, yeah. well, the one that gets us in the most trouble is the name LB Crack. Oh, oh crack. LB Crack. Crack. And what's an LB Crack ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> it's named that because of the cracker cookie. Oh, the cracker the cookie. Cream. But... Everybody relates it to, yeah. you know, whatever they, they think of in history. When um, crack cocaine, yeah. they, you know, they yeah. get addicted to it. They can't stop going in there and getting <laughs> yeah. something. And well, it's yeah. probably cost as much as a hit of crack, too. It's probably about so five the, bucks. What else is in there? There's a cracker? And what but, else? Yeah, it's a saltine cracker that's coated oh. in, in butter and sugar oh, wow. and caramelized. And yeah. then we put a uh, chocolate layer on top of Can that. Can you say that again, wow. Suzanne? Can you repeat that? There's a saltine cracker with saltine butter and cracker. sugar on top. And then... We toast, toast it though first to caramelize it and then put chocolate on top. Oh, that yeah. sounds so yummy. Yeah, very yummy. <laughs> and then like it's in vanilla base. Vanilla base with a chocolate fudge swirl. Ooh. Nice. How, what, what's another one? <laughs> another one that's real popular. Let's think. 4141, 4th well, Street, Long Beach. Our burnt caramel ice cream mm, is I've very tried popular. That. Burnt caramel ice cream. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, or in the very beginning, I had a good friend that was, you shouldn't call it that. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Like, nah, I'm going to go, I'm going to smooth forward. No, with that we thing. get burnt caramel because some of mm-hmm. us, we, you know, you cook the bu- sugar in the bottom of the pan and it gets all pasty, yeah. and sometimes you cook vegetables in there. Everybody knows what burnt caramel might possibly taste like. That's a that's an easy like one. Put a vegetables in it. But, that's an easy yeah. one. You what, put vegetables sweet potato. in it? No, we don't put any vegetables you in it. You could go sweet potato. <laughs> you could go sweet potato on that burnt caramel, and that would work. Sweet potato that would work in a bur- burnt caramel. See that? I'm coming there out with something right there now. There you go, Thomas. Sweet potato burnt caramel. Called the Thomas. He, he kind of likes. He's kind of an interesting person to watch. Put concoctions together. It's kind of fun. No, 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 no. no but that that would definitely work. Yeah, even. it would be. <laughs> you know? It could taste good. Because 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 right. if because if you like have a have a sweet potato even with butter and you leave it in the pan and you smush it out it kind of gets all like caramelize that at the caramelize bottom. Yeah, at the yeah. bottom right yeah yeah uh, almost every go. every fruit or vegetable can you can caramelize the sugars in there that's what we do a lot of times like when we play with strawberry or anything oh that's Pizza, awesome caramelize the strawberry we, you, you change the sugar inside the well, item so and then i was curious how cream. you got that roasted flavor i had the sweet potato the japanese sweet Jap- potato yeah, but it tasted mo- roasted like yeah, we did almost on an open fire. How did we, you get that? We just roasted them on sheet pans okay. with um, with no parchment paper. <laughs> yeah, and so it did that whole thing that Thomas was just talking about the caramelization okay, so at that, the bottom. All right, yeah, and you, okay, it was a very drip, nice detail. They drip this beautiful forty-one forty-one fourth street. <laughs> we'll be banging on the glass. Oh my god! Give me <laughs> some of that now I noticed, crack, I noticed you cracker. Are, well, you have butter cake. Do you guys make that? <laughs> We make that too, yeah. That's real popular yeah, right now. Yeah, it's really yummy. That was crazy. That's that's actually <laughs> that bread. is crack. That is crack. That's not even a joke. I was like, I saw that you had a little piece of it cut up one yeah. time a few like a month ago when I went in there just randomly. We went in there, and I, it was like a little piece, and I tasted it, and I was like so chewy and flaky, and I was like, oh my god, it was Kadri's birthday. Yeah, it's like. You gotta get yes. that. That's that was an awesome birthday present. Yeah, we'll yeah. sell a bunch of them over the Thanksgiving yeah. holiday. 
Another, they sell them in a 13 by 9 sheet and people buy them like crazy. It's how, great. How much is a 13 by 9 sheet of that stuff? Uh, the butter cake? I think we sold it last year, $32.95, something like that. Oh, that's my awesome. God. That's yeah. all. I mean, if you're swimming around my Really? That's, I mean, that's for an all organic. Because <laughs> if, you, if you cook at home, you know that it's actually, even if you were to make your own organic ice cream, you would spend more on your own ingredients than it would to go buy a pint from yeah, you guys. definitely. So that's always what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the name of another one? Another ice cream? That, okay, let's see. Yeah. Why am I I'm like blank? Midnight Oolong. Midnight what? Oolong. Do that oh, again. I oh, I wanted to try that with Midnight Oolong. Is it mint Midnight and oolong. tea? Or what's in there? <laughs> Midnight well, Oolong. There's nice. a uh, Black Pearl Oolong tea. Yeah. Sorry, I'm popping tea. my peas. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. So what else is in there? You got some it's, other tea. Of course, tea in a lot there. of beautiful chocolate. So we take the black pearl oolong tea and we um, steep that, and then we do a nice, beautiful calibo cocoa chocolate inside. Calibo cocoa chocolate. That's a fun chocolate. Way. Yeah, and then some <laughs> uh, sugar, organic sugar, and colettes, which basically the the little chocolate drops. They go in there about a fifty-six percent chocolate. It's beautiful, the rich. How'd, how'd you how'd you come up with that one? That one, I wanted to change the chocolate flavor from being, uh, the chocolate flavor of my ice cream from being so bitter. And it was another one where I thought, well, I'm drinking tea at the time I'm thinking of this. And I'm, like, I'm just put this motherfucking shit in there. That's, that's going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's it's okay. okay. Oh, You're fine. That was like three ones. <laughs> but if I, I figure if I put the tea in instead, because that's not bitter. When I drink coffee, it had a bitter flavor, but this the tea didn't have the bitter flavor. And right. It, it totally changed the texture of the ice cream made it a little drier and it tastes like fudge when you when you put it on your tongue oh nice nice, nice cold oh oolong yeah. oolong what's it what you call it oolong midnight what? oolong midnight oolong yeah midnight that got oolong. my curiosity but yeah. i didn't taste it yesterday mm-hmm. i like i like how you beautiful. get going i'm gonna try that one that's a that's a that's a go <laughs> we're, we're, that's go time right there yeah. next time i walk into that place <laughs> Which will be sooner than later, no doubt. Yeah, after this conversation. (laughs) Well, we got your girl saying, hey, try them all. Although the sound was so bad, I didn't have my boom in there. But uh, she said, yeah, you can try them all. (laughs) Yeah. And we cut to like 20 cuts of people like trying everything. Mm -hmm. I think we're getting a... We get some people get mad now because other people try so much and they're waiting in line to get up to the front. So we had to figure out now a mechanism to help everybody flow through the line a little bit better when it gets busy. Right. Because we do have a little kind of you see anxious people in line like why are they trying so many? <laughs> my turn. When's it my turn? Fine. Get, you know? Give me one of those then. Give, just make two. Make two. I'm yeah. back here. Make two then. Just make two. <laughs> That's what I would on. do. I'd be like make two. Make two. I'm waiting too long. Yeah. What else? What's another one? One more. At least one, one more. Let's think. Okay, this one's going to throw you. Chanterelle mushroom. Chanterelle mushroom. What uh, what else do you put in there with that chanterelle mushroom? (laughs) So we we take the chanterelle (laughs) mushrooms and we uh, cook them in butter until Mm. they're kind of translucent. Yeah. And then blend them up until they're really uh, pureed really well. A little bit of cognac goes in there. Yeah. So chanterelle mushroom, butter, cognac. And it has a very earthy flavor to it. It's like a vanilla... From the earth. Forget right. that. I'm going to get that. The oolong, I'm going to get that one. It's yummy. I like chanterelle mushrooms. I'm not going to mix them up, too. I'm going to have them in different colors. Those They're mushrooms. Yeah, we only make a very small batch of that yeah. every time we make it because not a lot of people like it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those that you have to have the, the palate for it. 
And um, once, you, once people do, though, they constantly ask, what are you going to bring the mushroom back? <laughs> do you get that from the Central Coast, like local farmer? The, or? We, we get those from Engardia Brothers, and they got the, the they purchased the mushrooms from um, the Kern County area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Nice. That's, that's, that's really... I mean, you can tell. You can tell at least how I am. I don't know how you feel over there, but I, I'm ready for ice cream. But I'm curious about the donuts, the blueberry donuts. <laughs> yeah, oh, tell us about the blueberry donuts. donuts. I saw yeah, the. Pic- I looked at all those pictures. I'm like, you're a woman incognito. You don't really reveal a lot about yourself. <laughs> and then uh, a lot of yummy ice cream and some donuts oh, that were ready to be. that'll kill a diet be. right there. That'll kill <laughs> yeah. a diet. Blueberry These freaking donuts. These look special. Like, well, do, blue- but you didn't see any donuts at the shop yesterday. No, the blueberry donut is an ice cream. Oh, and we make it in vegan style okay. using uh, donuts from donut Caffeinated Kitchen. Okay. Yeah, that's another one where we do a lot of um, local collaborations. So our our cream ice cream, yeah, with is used with Angel Food Donuts, uh, old fashioned donuts. They're right next to us and and um, on Long Beach Boulevard. They're like a block away. And then when we make the vegan style, we use Caffeinated Kitchen's donuts. Okay. Nice. So that we, everybody gets a little play. You no, know, yeah. I, I like to if if we're gonna be popular i'd like to bring other people along for the ride too right can, you know, that's awesome no, 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 that's yeah cross promoting is as you know and marketing is really yeah helpful, powerful. you know how, how is it doing business in long beach is it is it user friendly yeah it's good it's really good. i mean in the beginning I, I was a little frustrated because everything everything when it's new it gets it's a little frustrating how to make this happen or that happen we had a long wait opening the first shop because of plans getting lost and things happening and I had to like call in a bunch of chips and right call the mayor call this person and get people all riled up in order for us to that shouldn't have been too hard you bring that freaking open. oolong in there and boom <laughs> yeah. you got a hey here's a gallon of oolong you gotta sign that paper right yeah. there give me that permit <laughs> done yeah. you can't be you can't be waiting around for it to happen you gotta go get it yeah so and share share around. a little bit about that for our listeners that are maybe because that's a pretty you know, a lot of people, it's I hear tough. this a lot of the time, you know, working with people, they're like, they feel stuck in their job, but mm-hmm. they have a dream or aspiration, and they're uh, just too hesitant to go for it. Um, can you sh- share some words of encouragement to the listeners about going for it? Well, I think the the best, best thing that helped me was getting support, and support from all the people who were eating the ice cream and wanted to have the next flavor or try the next component, you know, try it. And I was sharing everything I was doing online. Um, so it, it was easy for them to support me because they could talk. It, and during the whole launch of Long Beach Creamery, it was kind of like a community created a business. Right. And mm-hmm. I was I was running it in a way, but everything that people were suggesting, I was putting into the putting into it. Like that our logo should look like this. That we should go to this location. I would share share all the stuff I was looking at. So it's at Long Beach Creamery. That's your that's your uh, Instagram. Yeah, at Long Beach Creamery. Is that also your Facebook? Yeah, Long at, Beach at, at Long Beach Creamery. So you go, you, people, you go there, you like that page, and then you'll know exactly what the updates are and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's really at Long Beach Creamery. But I think too, for what you were saying, is the you want to find support from external sources, but you also need to support yourself and listen to yourself. Right. Because uh, I think that that was one thing where every once in a while, when I lose a little bit of lose a little bit of faith or take a misstep, and just finding that other ingredient that I wanted that I got obsessed with yeah or how'd, you, how'd you missed up remember a missed up missed up by um you know falling out of love with making ice cream occasionally or just being angry about where I was at where I was because when I was two jobbing it 
I was doing the yeah. job. Ah, two job on it. <laughs> and making ice cream up until yeah. you know twelve thirty at night, and then you wake up, do the other job. Do the, it's yeah, I'm, f- I'm four yeah. job on it. Yeah, I'm four job on it. <laughs> but you know what? You find that common denominator, and somehow it becomes all the same thing. Right. You know, just like if I can find that ground floor as I move into these different skill sets, I, I'm able to still enjoy them. I think that was a that was a big thing. Well, the, mm-hmm. that entrepreneurial spirit, though, it seems to be more alive than ever. Everybody seems to be realizing they don't need everything, but they need something that they love. Right. You know, and it's like, what what can I do to sustain myself, and what can I do to take care of my family? What can I do to, you know, set something up for the future when I. Like I can't get out of bed, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. It doesn't have to be like everything. It can just be. It can be just enough, and as long as you're loving it. I heard, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the stat is 80% of the people that have a job don't like what they do. Yeah, I think that's that was the stat I heard too. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a that's tough when you're not liking where you are because you age quicker. You you're not a, you're. Well, it's not good more. for your joy score to be in a job you don't oh, like. Uh, <laughs> definitely well, not. Well, maybe, but well, maybe that's a. That. Well, well, the thing about the joy score is is that the idea is not to accept that, but to utilize and resee that space with a fresh pair of eyes, and see it in a way that you can actually you can actually fill up with it. So it's the onus is on you to see it with a with the proper Absolutely. pair of eyes. Absolutely, right? but if you identify like. You know, we had Rion here, and he's an actor, and he like mm-hmm. was feeling a little frustrated with acting, so he decided to go back and be an insurance agent. And he's like, I just felt awkward in my clothing. <laughs> I felt the whole thing was wrong, and so I think that's what we're talking about. Like, it, there was no way he was going to get his joy score up high enough to sustain as an well, insurance agent. Well, that's how we agent. knew. That's how we right. knew he had to do what he had to do. And that's how you kind of knew that you couldn't sustain where you were at anymore. That you needed to have your creative energy flowing and in creation process and yeah it felt like the creation part or the creativity part was just getting squeezed to nothing yeah and it was becoming everybody else's interpretation at the at the marketing job rather yeah. than my my interpretation and that's hard you know i worked in the design field architecture and design field and that's you know you get it gets really parceled down like it's like you get like 10 percent of design and then you're like you know, building the building, which is fun. There's exciting parts about it, but if you need that creative juice and it's only a small part, you're going to have to find other ways to fill it up. This is Thomas and Suzanne with Soul Vibes and Indie Creators. You know, there's so many, there's so many <laughs> cool little life things in there, though, but, you know, especially she's talking about her own cycle where she's falling out of love with the ice cream and then she's cycling back around and loving and then not liking it but that's just how it is yeah and that's how we develop character and if we're not going around the circle because inevitably whatever you begin at some point you know i'm enjoying it i'm having fun with it but that's going to turn into something else and it's that something else and how we manage that something else that allows us to keep going and then develop our characters develop enough self-will to understand how to sit in those uncomfortable spaces and still create in them yeah that's just a reality of that's just a reality. If we know that no matter what we start, no matter how much we love it, at some point we're going to be challenged with that task. Yeah, not it could because, turn on you a little not bit. Not because yeah. the task mm-hmm. changes, but because our how we're viewing it changes. Yeah, absolutely. And, changes. Then, and then our character is, then we, then, we, then we start to grow as human beings. Because now we're like, hey, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to throw in the towel. I'm going to sit in this. And I'm going gonna, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna discover. I'm gonna figure out how to bring that tai chi into my ice cream making. Right. I'm gonna right. figure out how to bring that yoga into my ice cream making, and I'm gonna do a little breath, do a little asana. And I'm gonna take a walk around the block, clear my head, come back into my space of work, and then 
Super green, green super green ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> or angry ice cream with yeah. some hot sauce. <laughs> or some chili peppers. Yeah. Do you have hot ice cream? Well, I can tell you I made an angry ice cream one time. It was called <laughs> <laughs> It was called Penang Curry. Ooh, I like Penang. It sucked. It did? It's, oh, it sucked so bad. Did you do coconut? Nice coconut it, base? It was a Penang Curry actually from a local um, oh, you company. Took, so I, I bought their, just their curry sauce. Yeah. And I um, put it in ice cream with a little peanut butter. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They they taste good together when you're eating it in the noodles. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is going to be great. But it didn't. There's got to be a way to spice. You know what? You could probably put a little lime in there. like a. See, you're trying. That's yeah. me too. I'm like, how can I fix it? Yeah. How can I fix it? And then, and then I just said, fuck it. Forget it. Now I'm going to no. be thinking yeah, about there's that. Gotta there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. Like, you could have, you could have spicy chocolate. Oh, we do that. Yeah. We got See? a cho- chocolate bomb. Chocolate bombs. Yeah, I want to try that one too. Yeah, it's good because we put the spice in the in that, the chocolate. I'm definitely the, gonna get on that one. End. Yeah, I love that one. Chocolate bomb. Chocolate yeah. bomb. Chocolate bomb. <laughs> chocolate bomb. New discoveries I here every it. moment. Mm-hmm. Right? And I want you to notice the entire time you've been in here, we ain't got nothing but smiles on our faces. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, because absolutely. There's something about the senses being activated, even even food, but especially ice cream. I don't know if that's like. Put put into me because like when I was a kid, the happy times were going to Dairy Queen and getting well, ice cream with the family, oh, yeah. or going you know going to hang out. Yeah, that, well, the one guy said that yesterday at the shop. I don't know if you included in the promo, but he said, "I said, what do you like about ice cream? Because it makes me feel youthful because it reminds us exactly. of like when our parents took us out for an ice cream cone. It was usually a special treat. It's you know yeah, a little so bit more so accessible you got, you got these all days. That historical marketing built into your yeah, customer. We have all that nostalgia, the love, the everything that comes yeah. with it. Because yeah. there wasn't there wasn't a dude in there or a girl <laughs> in there that wasn't like looking like a little kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't really stay angry in a coffee <laughs> ice cream shop. <laughs> you can't stay angry in an ice cream shop. So dump your dump your psychologist, dump your Prozac, dump your lithium, and get down to the freaking creamery. And get and they your, have vegans, so you don't have any. You can't use yeah. any dietary restrictions. And get your mojo on. Do you have anything that you else that you would like to share with? Well, this share audience? where to find you. The easiest, all the locations. How many times okay. can I say it? Forty-one, forty-one, four thousand. Well, no, she has one in Bixby Broadway. Hill. Yeah, and the, the one in Bixby Knowles is at 4141 Long Beach Boulevard. Boulevard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I said it wrong He's, every yeah, time, why don't okay. you correct me? <laughs> 4141 Long Beach. Everybody's Googling. Everybody's Googling like 4th Street. There's there's no ice cream shop there. There probably is. Maybe we'll do one. 4141 4141 Long Beach Boulevard. 222 Broadway. You got good numbers. Don't we have good numbers? And what's Bellflower going to be? Unfortunately, it's not great. It's 16... Sixteen five hundred or sixteen, yeah. That's okay. still easy. Stick six, 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 yeah, one six five. And I think we're sweet one forty five. So there's a couple fives and a zero. One six five. You actually get three, so you got the Trinity going there. Okay. So. And it adds up to, <laughs> and it adds up to, it adds up to twelve, which is uh, the types of human beings that there are on the planet. So you got there. You go. You're going to track all the types of human beings. You got twelve types, right? Like the astrological sign thing. Twelve, oh, right? Oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got She's 12. like, what does that mean? Where's where it going? Six one, six one. Five. I didn't know either for a second. <laughs> 12. 12 is a great number. 12 is an awesome number. And Dina, on the board here, your sister's been listening in. Everyone um, oh, cool. is like hey. saying nice things about you. <laughs> what do they say? Um, ask them if they have any questions. I mean, we've oh, got any well, questions for the ice cream lady. It. You can ask them. I just did. You got any questions for the ice cream lady? Your, I think it's your sister. She says, the quick to blush tendency must run in the family. I do the same thing. I didn't notice that you were blushing, but I guess you're <laughs> Oh, I told them that. When Brenda. I, is that your friend, Brenda? 
Morello. If she says something nice, yeah, she's and my friend. <laughs> Sandra Carson, she likes strawberry too. She says she you should name it after you. Um, Georgie Ann says she loves your creativity with all the flavors. Uh, so you got lots of people watching. Yeah, I love the community was such a, been so great for us. I mean, the, basically, the creamery was the community, or is the oh. community. So Matt Saracen says, I, "Ice cream finally tastes great again with Long Beach Creamery." Oh yeah, Love Matt me was some at our first tasting Dina. too at my oh, house. Okay. Yeah, see, it's oh, spe- Jennifer's your cousin. What's cool? It's a special experience though, yeah. because of the the love and the care and the thought and the creativity that's gone into it. It's not like going, you know, be, you know, doing the Ben and Jerry's thing. Although you stand there in Seven Eleven, you look at the freezer for about a half hour, and you wonder what. <laughs> what they have left and then <laughs> you know you go into this place and it's you know the stuff's been looked after in a really cool way and it's been come up it's you know mm-hmm. a local has come up with it and she's put her heart and soul into it yeah well lo- you can taste that you can taste that in important. the food yeah absolutely yeah, definitely can i think local com- economy is important and plus tourism because we we have become such a world community that yeah. now people when they travel they look for these gems they look for the ice creamery mm-hmm. so even if you're not in long beach but you're traveling or you come through long beach come check out one of the yeah. creameries yeah, it's a place of destination it's a place it's a destination absolutely I, I originally thought you know the name long beach creamery was going to limit us like we, we couldn't really move out of long beach yeah. or but long beach is it's coming into its own it's, yeah it's, absolutely it's gonna it's cool and it's gonna just get cooler and cool yeah i know i really i dig long beach i've loved it ever since i drove down that shoreline drive and saw the city on one side yeah. and the ocean on the other I it's a, it's a taste of Long Beach. It's yeah. a taste of Long Beach love. There you go. Get down to the uh, Long Beach Creamer and get your darn ice cream on. <laughs> get it on. Get it on. It's been so lovely having you. Yeah, it was great to talk with you yeah. guys. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate you coming out, Incognito Woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure, and we're gonna we're gonna stalk your place until we. All right. <laughs> And I'll have you arrested. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to run there, <laughs> eat ice cream, run home. <laughs> loitering. These, these sons of bitches over at Joyce Guard stalking us. They're loitering. No loitering. Yeah. No, so, we're gonna send. We're gonna send everybody down there. We're gonna be down there, and we're gonna definitely tell everybody we possibly could know that wants ice cream to get get their butts down there. But it's yeah. been an absolute right. pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank hey, you Thomas, for being run, here. Run that. Run. run uh, Number three. Run number three. Thank you so much. That don't make you happy. Nothing in this world will, baby. That's ice cream. That's ice cream. So we're here at the Long Beach Creamery, uh, locally organic, handmade ice cream. This is Suzanne Toro and Thomas Hardavani. You are tuned in to Oneness Talk Radio. One world, one voice, expanding your vision.